Today at Kalos Church, we're discussing how to make disciples. Look, I made one. Oh. Jesus is Lord. Mm. Welcome to Kalos Church. My name is Pradeep Jiva, And I'm Amrita. Kalos means beautiful in Greek. And our prayer is that you would experience the beauty of Jesus Christ mm -hmm. today. Right now on this beautiful Palm Sunday, we have people meeting online and in person at Bellevue's Hilton Garden Inn. If you'd like to get connected to our spiritual family, we would love to get connected to you. So please click on this link right now to join us for our next meet and greet, where we'll share a meal, share some stories, and get to know one another. Yes, we're so glad that you're joining us today. And before Pastor Pradeepin preaches an incredible message, we have some good news to share yeah. with you. And that is last week, we had 20 people, over 20 people on, sign up to help us volunteer for our three Easter services wow. that are happening wow. next week. We're so excited. That's huge. Seriously. Thank you so much to Kayla's Church for jumping in, for serving on our team so that we can make known the beauty of mm -hmm. Jesus on Easter in our community so we are celebrating that yeah. and we have a couple more spots left for volunteers so we're going to share more about that later but god is providing mm -hmm. and we are so amen. thankful amen. amen well we want to take a moment to pray together as well and what we want to do is pray for our kalos kids ministry. What's happened as we have been going back into live services at the Hilton Garden Inn, we have opened classes just for our first service for kids. Well, we are noticing that more families are coming, kids are yeah. getting involved at Kalos Church, and we want to be able to open classes for our second service post-Easter. Mm -hmm. And so we want to ask God to provide. We want to ask you if you would pray with us, and maybe you're stirring in your heart to jump on this team, but we need some more volunteers who would help us every Sunday so that we can open classes for first and second service mm -hmm. on Sunday morning. So why don't we all pray together? Lord Jesus, thank you so much that you are the great provider. We are seeing you bring Kalos Church to life in a new and wonderful yes. way. And Lord, I'm praying for the Kalos Kids team right now. I thank you for their service. I thank mm -hmm. you for their kindness. I thank you that they yes. spend every Sunday with our kiddos and teaching them about Jesus. And Lord, we're asking that you would provide. If there is anybody even now that is stirred or looking for a community, wanting to jump in or has a gift with kids, Lord, that you would... You would um, um, even just connect them right now, Lord Jesus. We thank you so much for all that you're doing and pray that we'd be able to open more classes for our kids on Sunday mornings. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, without further ado, Pastor Pradeepan is going to complete our Christian Discipline series. Well, this is the last message in our Christian Discipline series. I really thought we did it. We did it. High five. <laughs> Woohoo! Not only that, it's also our last watch party before we switch over to full services with live streaming. So in this message, we want to end with one of the last things Jesus told his disciples. He says in Matthew 28, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. In this scripture, Jesus tells his disciples to go make more disciples that do everything he's commanding, including this commandment to make more disciples. Mm. And so we as followers of Jesus, if you are a follower of Jesus, it is your responsibility to make more disciples. Mm. Amen. 
Look at how the church grew after those 11 disciples, because remember one betrayed him. Look how the church grew after those 11 disciples heard this command and great commission from Jesus. In 33 AD, there were about 120 followers of Jesus. In 100 AD, Biblical historians estimate the world had about 25,000 Christians. Wow. Mm. And guess how many believers there were in 310 AD? 20 million followers of Jesus. Mm. That is amazing growth. They made disciples. Now, let's remember the original 12 disciples were probably teenagers Mm -hmm. who only spent three years with Jesus and they didn't even realize he was going to die. They were surprised when he was crucified and they didn't have a written New Testament Bible or podcast or churches or Pastor Amritha guiding them through this whole faith. (laughs) But they took seriously the command to make disciples. Mm -hmm. And if they could do it, even at the cost of their lives, so can we. And I, I know it can be intimidating to share the gospel and make disciples. And sometimes we think it's going to look like this. Excuse me, can you explain this Bible scripture for me? Sure, what does it say? It says, but I tell you not to resist an evil person, but whoever slaps you on the right cheek, turn the other to him also. Well, Jesus loves us and he wants us to love each other also. In fact, he died for our... What was that for? I think I just slapped you on the cheek. It's not talking about this cheek. Well, if you're a true Christian, you're supposed to turn the other cheek. It's not talking about that cheek. It's talking about this cheek. What cheek? This cheek. Mm. Stop that. The Bible also says that you're not supposed to repay evil for evil. And that if someone mistreats you, you're supposed to pray for them. Pray for me. Pray for me. Why? Why are you repaying evil for evil? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was a handsome man doing some crazy things. Wow. And we're we're afraid of situations like that. It's intimidating. And I, I think for reasons like that, there are a lot of Christians who have grown up in the church their whole life and have never made one disciple. And according to a Barna poll, uh, this is a poll that looked at people in America. It says around 94% of millennials say the best thing that could ever happen to someone is for them to know Jesus. Amen to that. I totally agree. But here's the sad part. They also said 47% agree, at least somewhat, that it is wrong to share one's personal beliefs with someone of a different faith in hopes that they will one day share the same faith. Wow. So some of us think it's wrong to share the gospel and make disciples, but Jesus tells us the opposite. Some of us right now feel the desire to make disciples, but honestly, we just, we don't know how. Yeah. We don't feel equipped. And, and some of us don't feel confident or worthy enough to make disciples because we're like, I'm still dealing with stuff. Mm-hmm. Who, am, who am I to help someone else follow Jesus? I need help myself. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. And so I, I want to address these things and share some practical ways to make disciples today. So first, what is making a disciple? Well, there are two primary ways the Greek word for making disciples is used. The first one is it can mean becoming a follower of Jesus. Like in Acts 14, 21, it says, they preached the gospel in that city and won a large number of disciples. So this scripture shows that recent converts can be called disciples. Mm. 
All right. Another way that the making of disciples can be seen in the scriptures is, uh, secondly, it can be becoming more like Jesus after that initial conversion. And so it's like, I gave my life to Jesus. Now I want to learn how to be like Jesus. I want to learn how to walk in the words and the ways of Jesus. So there's two ways that can really be defined. What it doesn't mean is that there are three levels to Christianity. Like some of us have been taught. It's like, okay, I'm a Christian. Level one, it's convert. Level two, it's I'm now a disciple. Yeah. I'm like a real disciple. And then level three, okay, I have graduated. I'm a disciple maker. Yeah. That's not very scriptural. Right. If you are a Christian convert, you are called to be a disciple and disciple maker. Yeah. It starts immediately. We are all carrying this call. Mm -hmm. We can even see in the book of Acts, the first disciples started to be called Christians, all of the disciples in Acts 11, 26, it says, and when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. So for a whole year, Barnabas and Saul met with the church and taught great numbers of people. The disciples were called Christians first at Antioch. So every Christian is a disciple Mm. called to make disciples. All those disciples were called Christian. It was really interchangeable starting at that moment. And so you might be wondering, well, where do I start? Well, Jesus actually gives us that answer right there in that Matthew 28, 19 scripture we read at the beginning of the message. Let's review. He says, this is Jesus speaking. He says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. So according to Jesus, to make disciples, we need to go, baptize, and teach. Yeah. Let's look at the first one. We need to go and reach out. Reach out to people. You got to take the first step and reach out to the people around us. We're talking family, friends, co-workers. And Jesus says we are called to make disciples, not excuses. Yeah. <laughs> and often that's what we do. So we just need to simply try God isn't calling us to always be a success, but to simply try and trust that he will help us. You know, in high school, I want to share a quick story. My family life was a mess. Mm. My parents had just divorced. Our house had been foreclosed on. Our family was living in cars, some of them at least, and I was getting arrested. I fell into a huge depression. I began to attempt to take my own life, and uh, eventually I got invited to church. And when I went to church, it literally changed everything for me. I fell in love with Jesus. I loved it. I found spiritual family and friends. I loved everything about this gathering. And the crazy thing is I was only invited to church one time in my whole life. And honestly, I've been going ever since. I'm a pastor now. Right, right. Uh, In case you didn't know, I'm a pastor now. (laughs) (laughs) And so one of the first things I did though, after I gave my life to Jesus is I found all my school friends who are Christians. I gathered them and then I began to cuss them out one by one. Yeah, I wasn't always a a (laughs) non-cusser. I I was so mad at them. I said to all these Christians who knew me, I knew them. I said, you knew about Jesus this whole time we've been going to school together and you never told me? Like I was attempting to take my own life. Yeah, I was depressed. I felt no purpose. I felt so miserable. And while I was going through all of this, you knew the gospel and about Sunday church and never shared any of that with me. And so though I I said that with a lot more swear words, of course, you know, they thought by living a good lifestyle, I would somehow magically see a light in them and 
know to ask them about Jesus. Well, the truth is when you don't know about Jesus, you don't know to ask about Jesus. Mm. I just thought all these Christians were better people than me and they were just naturally more gifted and joyful and I was just trash. Yeah. I was so angry that they didn't share uh, the gospel with me. I sense uh, reconciled with them. We're okay <laughs> now, but uh, trust me, I, I know it's awkward to share the gospel with friends, family, and strangers, but I'm telling you, it's worth it. There are people like me who desperately need Jesus. They desperately need hope. They desperately need the gospel. And I I don't want to leave people out of the opportunity to know Jesus. And and don't get me wrong. It's not like everybody's waiting for you to share the gospel with them. It's it's going to be hard. You will be rejected for sharing the gospel. And especially now we live in a culture where everything is polarized. Pretty much half the nation disagrees with you on something right now. Mm -hmm. And if that's the case anyways, it might as well be for Jesus. (laughs) Right. Amen. (laughs) And sharing the gospel, I I believe, just to make it more practical, is as easy as sharing the news with someone. Man, I was just watching the four-hour Justice League, and I I liked it. Right? (laughs) We've been saying that all week. All right? Let's try that in Jesus' terms. Hey, man, I just gave my life to Jesus, and I liked it. Look at that gospel <laughs> revival, making disciples. Or hey, did you hear that there's a boat stuck in a canal and that Jesus loves you and created you on purpose with purpose and desires to have a relationship with you and has healing for your past and hope for your future? Just like that boat. See, it's just as easy as sharing wow. the news. Uh, but remember, I mean, Jesus doesn't just ask us to share like the the news of the world. We so easily do share the news of the world. Jesus commands us uh, not Jesus commands us to share the good news, not the latest news. Yeah. And I, I believe good. if you can share the latest news, you can share the good news. Mm, amen. Amen. And so, all right, let's break this down even more practically. When I share the gospel with people, I often use a three-story approach. I ask someone about their story and I, I listen and I'm honestly just very curious and interested. After that, it's going to be natural for them to ask about my story. So then I, I share my story and I include my life of pain and how that led me to Jesus. And then as I'm sharing about how I found Jesus, that allows me to share the third story, the story of Jesus. Yeah. And it do, you don't have to be a jerk. You don't have to be intrusive. Like when I share my story and God's story, I'm not looking for immediate results. Yeah. But I, I just want to be intentional with sharing my faith and share a seed. I know it's difficult, but we got to at least try. And let's say that again. Jesus calls us to make disciples, mm. not excuses. Amen. 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 The second thing Jesus tells us in Matthew 28 is to baptize. So we need to baptize and bring in. 1 Corinthians 12 says, for in the one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. Jews are Greeks, slaves are free, and we were all made to drink of one spirit. When we were baptized, we acknowledge Jesus is Lord. And we let our old self get submerged under the water. And then we rise out of the water as new creations yeah. in Christ. And so baptism is the catalyst to spiritual maturity. It's not the sign of having attained it. And in the scripture we just read, 1 Corinthians, it says, when we were baptized, we're also baptized into one body, Mm. the body of Christ, a family, a community. And so one of the reasons baptism as an act of the church is so important is because it brings us into a spiritual family, the church. 
And so I, I believe that this is so important for making disciples. It, and P.S., if you want to get baptized, we'd love to do that for you. Sign up right here. And, uh, and when you get baptized and you get part of this community, if you as you participate in the life of the church, you're going to be doing life with other members of the body of Christ. Right. And as you do life with one another, you, you learn from one another and you learn the ways of Jesus. And I, I have found that Christian disciplines are often as caught as they are taught. Amen. I mean, it's just a reality. Making disciples takes time both face-to-face and side-by-side. Mm. And the best method I've ever seen for making disciples in my life starts with bringing people to church. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's been timeless for me in my story. I mean, it's crazy how you become like the people you hang out with. Mm. For example, I've noticed at Kalos Church, a lot of people are wearing green jackets lately. <laughs> I mean, these are people who before Kalos Church... <laughs> Did not know each other. Yeah. And now as I look around and I see people, they're wearing these green jackets. I mean, look at Nathan here. Look at Erica. Look at Nala, our daughter. <laughs> look at Noah. Look at Josiah. Look at Becca. None of them really knew each other before Kalos. Mm. But now they are in one spirit, one body, and one wow. jacket for the glory <laughs> of God. Amen. I mean, and this is an example of the organic nature, the doing life with one another, faith being caught. You know, 1 Corinthians 11 says, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. I mean, look at this meme. I mean, we want to follow Jesus even more than we follow people on Twitter. You know, in the early days of the church, baptism was a declaration that the believer was definitely identifying himself with that group of people who are called Christians and were despised and hated. To be a Christian meant something. To identify yourself with those who are called Christians meant persecution, maybe death. It meant being ostracized from your family, shunned by your friends. And the one act which was the final declaration of this identification was baptism. As long as a man gathered with Christians, he was tolerated. But when once he submitted to baptism, he declared to all the world, I belong to this despised group. And immediately he was persecuted, hated, and despised. In baptism, therefore, the believer entered into the fellowship of the sufferings of Christ. A person might be a believer and keep it strictly a secret and thus avoid unpleasantness and suffering. But once he submitted to public baptism, he had burned his bridges behind him. Mm. What a powerful quote. Mm. And so we are baptized into this community and we acknowledge we might be persecuted and rejected, insulted, but we are part of this family. And so if you're seeking to fit in everywhere, I I think you're missing out on the power of the gospel. As followers of Jesus, we are called to fit in the body of Christ. You know, we love people the way they are, but we believe God wants us to transform our lives together. And so many people right now are desperate for help and looking for self-help. And for some reason, we feel comfortable giving people the latest book on mental health. You know, this book will change your life or recommending a therapist. But we feel awkward sharing the gospel. We're like, I don't want to offend them. It's like, but this is the greatest thing. The greatest self-help comes from Jesus. Amen. Amen. I mean, 
Jesus is so amazing and transforms so many lives. We see it every mm -hmm. week at Kalos Church, the power of the gospel. And like when I see people online and we're like, you know, afraid to be offensive, but then I see people on, on Instagram and Facebook, they're constantly sharing their their thoughts and their ideas. And most of the advocates online for accepting yourself no matter what, you know, I, I find even tell us constantly all the things I'm doing wrong in my life. And, and you need to wake up and be woke and think better and learn better and be better. And yet we're so timid about sharing yeah. the gospel yeah. when it is the true life-saving yes. power that we all need. Amen. Amen. And so at Kalos Church, a big part of our discipleship process is bringing people into family and letting yeah. faith be caught. Amen. You know, I love this quote. It says, true discipleship is about inviting someone to the table, providing a feast, and then teaching them to feed themselves so they, they can prepare a meal for mm. someone else. That's awesome. Beautiful. Yeah. So I just want to challenge you. Help people get plugged into our Kalos community to help them become disciples. Yeah. And so let's transition. The third thing Jesus says in Matthew 28 is that we need to teach we need to teach and transform. You know, we are called to teach people the words and the ways of Jesus. And this can look a variety of ways, even means. <laughs> you know, I want to read a few scriptures about various ways people taught, you know, and made disciples. In 2 Timothy 2.2, it says, You have heard me teach things that have been confirmed by many reliable witnesses. Now teach these truths to other trustworthy people who will be able to pass them on to others. In this scripture alone, we see four generations of teaching. Paul is talking to these people and he says, pass this on to other people who can pass it on. Yeah. I mean, I love that. And so we need to be teaching others and passing it on. And there are uh, scriptures like Titus 2 that says, these older women must train the younger women. Ephesians 6, 4, fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, by the way. You treat them. Rather, bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. Mm -hmm. You know, Acts 18, I love this. He had been taught the way of the Lord, and he taught others about Jesus with an enthusiastic spirit and with accuracy. However, he only knew about John's baptism. When Priscilla and Aquila heard him preaching boldly in the synagogue, they took him aside and explained the way of God even more accurately. Mm. So various ways of teaching and helping people be disciples. Yeah. And so a lot of people don't know the story of the Bible. They don't know the gospel. They don't know about Jesus. So many people don't know how to pray fast, you know, and we can help. Would you just take a moment to teach some of the people in your life these Good. truths, these ways yeah. of being a disciple? I think we just assume that people will figure it out on their own if we mm. just live good enough around them, but it's not enough. They need someone to teach them. You know, a couple of weeks ago, someone who had been going to church a long time didn't want to take communion at Kalos. As she walked in, she refused one of our portable communion cups. Well, that Sunday, I just happened to be preaching on communion. And after the message, she, she raised her hand and said, I would like a communion cup. Mm. And so we gave her one. And they asked, why do you want the cup now? She said, you know what? I didn't know what communion was about. Wow. And so now that I've been taught about communion, I understand what it is now, and I want yeah, to do it. Yeah. Just a moment of teaching, yeah. and she could enter into communion. That's good. You know, another story, Zack Snyder, one of our, our music leaders at Kalos Church, not from Justice League, but from our church, though I've never seen the director Zack Snyder and our Zack Snyder in the same place at the same time. Have wow. you? No. 
right, so just saying. And so we are leading this small group called Rooted Together. And about three weeks ago, we read a book teaching us about prayer and then scheduled a time for all of us 11 guys to, to pray for 90 minutes. It was outside in the cold. And it was a little awkward. We wanted some background music, but I had stopped paying for my Spotify. So I started using my Amazon music app, which doesn't have all the same uh, music options. So we listened to this crazy, distracting music in the background, but we did it together. And it, was, it was good. And after that time of praying for 90 minutes, we felt like we heard from the Lord for ourselves and each other. And it was actually this like beautiful, special moment. One of the guys was like, that was so intense. The longest I've ever prayed before this was five minutes. <laughs> they just pray 90 minutes and now they're so much more confident that they can pray. Yeah. And it, it was just like a little bit of teaching, a little bit of doing it together. And people are able to really pray in length for the first time. Yeah. It wasn't that hard. People are longing to be led. And I, I just see us as a community at Kalos doing this more and more often mm. where we would be people that say, I've experienced this amazing new reality in life and transformation with Jesus. And I want to share it with you. So I'll walk you through it. So many of us are so thankful, right, for the mentors in our life who took time to teach us, and now we get to do the same. Yeah. You know, we often forget the sermons that have impacted our lives, but we never forget the people. Yeah. Have you taught someone the lessons that you've been learned? You know, our church is filled with so many believers that would love it if you did. Yeah. It's a beautiful community where people are finding Jesus, and yeah. we have some seasoned veterans in the faith. And I think this is how it should be, yeah. where we're yeah. a multi-generational church teaching one another, yeah. a beautiful church. And so as we close, I want to leave you with this challenge. You know, make a disciple. If you're not sure how, you know, I got some challenges that will maybe help you get started. Yeah. Number one, bring someone with you to Easter next week. It'd be a blessing. Mm -hmm. Number two, sign up to serve so that we can create an environment where people are brought into our family and it feels like we've been expecting them. Yeah. Number three, Share these last 13 messages of our Christian Discipline series with people who need practical explanations on how to follow Jesus. Yeah. I think if you do that, it'll be a good start to making disciples. Well, Kayla's Church, what a journey Yeah, going through these Christian disciplines. I hope it's blessed you. I know it's blessed us. Yeah. And let's continue to follow Jesus together and help others to follow Jesus as well. Amen. 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 Let's pray. Dear Father, thank you so much for this word. Thank you so much that you trust us with your commission, with your children. Mm -hmm. And Lord, I, I just pray that we would carry this mantle well, that we would pass yeah. on everything that you've taught us, everything that you've modeled for us, and that we'd be able to make uh, just disciples that are truly following you. Lord, we don't want Christianity to end with us. So I pray that you give us a conviction and an inspiration and a motivation to, to reach out to people to, to bring them into our community and to help them learn the words and ways that you've taught us. We pray in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. 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 Well, thank you again for going on this journey with us. And, and if you have not made a decision to follow Jesus, we would love to pray with you right now. Following Jesus is honestly the best decision you could ever make. Yeah. So if you want to surrender your life to Jesus, pray this prayer with us as we all pray together out loud at the same time. Lord Jesus, I need you. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. I open the door of my life and receive you as my Savior and Lord. Thank you for forgiving my sins. Take control of my life. I turn from my old ways and invite you to come into my heart and life. 
I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. And if you are choosing to follow Jesus right now for the first time, please text the number on the screen so that we can follow up with you. Making this decision, honestly, is the best decision ever, and we don't want you to be alone on that. Amen, amen. Well, thank you for completing our Christian Discipline series. Man, we hope that this has been (laughs) a blessing to you, practical ways to live out your faith. Thank you so much. Well, we want to transition our time of worship to a time of worshiping God with our giving. Mm. You know, Kalos, I want you to know that it's because of your generosity that we continue to make known the beauty of Jesus in our community. Mm. And we want to continue to do that. And so we encourage you to give right here online and know that you're giving to Life Change. Let's Mm. watch this Life Change testimony. Hey, Kalos, I'm John, and it's hard to believe that this is still only like my fourth week here. But wow, 2020 was quite a year. But beyond all that COVID self-isolation, it was a year of recovery from emotional isolation as well. While still healing from the lingering shadows of a divorce, I had to move to a new city where I didn't know anyone. The transition of finding a new job was especially weighty and tiresome, filling me with a lot of doubt. After one job prospect fell through, one that I felt sure I was going to get, I just really bottomed out. I felt so burdened by my circumstance. But God used that moment. He told me, why are you defining success in such a narrow way for yourself? Why are you clinging to your vision and not mine? So I was like, screw it, God, you're right. I let go of all expectations and personal definitions of success, and I let myself be in faith with God, not knowing where that would lead. And God spoke again. He said, put yourself out there. Thrust yourself into that place of passion and community you so long held yourself from. So I did. I joined not one, not two, not three, but four Kalos small groups. (laughs) And wow. Uh, And that very week that I committed myself to faith, God answered with these amazing opportunities for passion projects that I just would have never considered before within my narrow definition of success. A chance to work alongside fellow veterans using arts as a method of healing and rehabilitation. So after years of isolation of many colors, I'm taking time to be mindful of gratitude and celebration within the context of the journey my faith has led me. Thanks, Kalos. Well, thank you for that incredible testimony. It's so good to hear what God is doing in people's lives. Amen. Amen. Well, we just have a few announcements for you before we go. And the first one is, is that next week is Easter Sunday. We are so excited to celebrate. Kalos Church is offering two online services and three Mm in-person services in the Hilton Garden Inn in downtown Bellevue. And we want you to know that every child that is age 12 and younger is getting a giant Easter egg filled with goodies. And I mean, it's going to be from the Easter Bunny. I mean, we're talking giant Easter egg. It's going to be amazing. (laughs) Don't forget to pre register online. Hey, we just have a couple more spots that we need filled. And if you would feel stirred to serve and jump on a team for Easter Sunday, go ahead and head back to the back table and sign up so that you can join us in what God is doing next Sunday. And if you do, serve on Easter Sunday, you get a free REI water bottle today. 
so be for, be nice. sure to sign up. Yes. Well, our last announcement for you today is that we have our upcoming meet and greet happening on April 6th. We created this time for those of you that are interested in learning more about Kalos Church, hearing maybe our story. We want to hear your story, hear yeah. the story of Kalos Church, and we're going to have a meal together. We are just going to have a wonderful evening. So be sure to sign up for those of you that are interested in learning more about Kalos Church. Well, let me bless you. May you know and make known the beauty of Jesus. May the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face to shine upon you, be gracious to you, and give you peace in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's go ahead and stand and sing together. My past You too.